2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, very welcome to another Sunday bumper edition of Redfellers. It seems like it's been a while, well, it's been a while since I've been on the Redfellers, it's quite embarrassing actually, um, kind of missed you guys, I kind of missed these faces even though we speak every day in the WhatsApp, but it's good to be back guys, it's good to be back, maybe some people are saying I've been hiding why the results have been good, So I've been like the good luck charm while I've been away. Liverpool have climbed up the table and back in contention. Or are they for a Champions League place? all will be discussed. All will be discussed. Of course, I've got the red fellas with me. Of course, they're looking amazing. All in their little boxes to us, but in their humble abodes, really. Uh, How are you guys in your little boxes to us? Steve, first and foremost, come to you. How's things? How are you? How are you coping with this uh, top four race?
3: Yeah, it's kind of one game at a time and very frustrated with the half-arsed effort that Wolves put in. Um, I expected a bit more from them. Um, but that's kind of hope and clutching at straws a little bit because for Wolves to go to... Man United can get something is, is unlikely, isn't it, if we're being honest. We just we just keep going. All you can do is win your games and, and, and if it comes to the end of the season and we don't get it, then we have a solid foundation in terms of results and mentality to, to look towards to go into next season. So, look, if you end up with top four off the back of 11 good results, that's a bit weird and it shows the lack of consistency in the league itself and ordinarily 11 good results is not enough to get you top four and you can... Honestly, justifiably say you probably didn't deserve it. If we get it, brilliant. If we don't, well, you kind of reap what you sow. There is so much inconsistency down the line that we, you know, we couldn't put results together. We lost games we shouldn't have lost. Nottingham Forest, in particular, games like that—they're difference makers where we are right now. Those games, and you can look at them now in isolation and say, "What if?" But doom scrolling will be the death of us all. So you just kind of have to get on with it and accept it. If we make it, brilliant. If we don't. Then we got what we deserved, and we must we, we do better next season.
2: It's funny you you, you use that word deserved, Evan. I uh, I, I maybe naively no, no, I'm way too experienced on Twitter to be naive, right? <laughs> but no, naively I tweeted <laughs> um, we don't deserve to get top four because I was a bit frustrated, stroke, angry, stroke, emotional after the Man United Wolves game. So I just tweeted out. We don't deserve to get top four. We just haven't been good enough. That's all. I didn't give it no context. I didn't give it the reasoning why I said that, or what I mean by that. And then obviously some people like it. Thousands don't. Right. And you've got to to face the the music in terms of people. How dare you say that? We can still do it. How dare you? Do Man United deserve it? Do Newcastle deserve it? No. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but if you didn't, what would you make of a statement like that from doesn't matter if it was me forget me if someone says that to you we don't deserve top four we haven't been good it's not been good enough or something words to that effect what would your response be
0: well i think my initial my initial thought would be well if you don't provide the context then the internet will happily provide it for you uh that that's that's the thing about twitter man you you uh you know, you tweet, I like apples and you have a bunch of people replying to you saying, why do you hate mangoes so much? You know what I mean? That's just how the Internet works. It's part and parcel of the game. Maybe maybe if you think you were being naive, Grizz, then, then, then you probably then you probably would be. I will say I, I don't I don't fully understand uh, sort of the the doomsday reaction to the United Wolves result, because I. Uh, I mean, the, the team that I think was less likely to drop points that were chasing Newcastle—they—they dropped points when when they really when they really shouldn't have. So I'm looking at this round of fixtures from the weekend, and I'm I'm thinking, cool, like we like we have required results to go our way when we had no control over them, and we're still alive with three games to go. I think I think we've gotten luckier than I thought we ever would have. I would have thought it would have been mathematically beyond us by this point. But things, week after week, knock on wood, seem to continue to keep going our way. So I really didn't understand the reaction. Plus, you know, a team like us, we played Wolves how many times this season? Four times? You can comfortably say their crap. If you expected them to go and beat United at Old Trafford, I'm not quite sure what what to say to you or what you were expecting.
2: Uh, Dinesh says Evening Grizz and everyone This shows how good This Liverpool team Have been last five years Pushing City And other fans Need to show respect To Liverpool I think this is on the back of uh, Thanks Dinesh Of course this is on the back of Conroy The Arsenal Whatever you want to call it I'm not going to call it A debacle Or a job. Uh, we know it's not like that You know um, I'm not going to be reactionary And say all of that stuff To be honest with you I'm just going to say Man City do Or done What Man City do But a lot of people maybe are changing their views, or are they? Like in terms of what a a monumental effort it was for us to not only compete, but actually pip this juggernaut of a Manchester stroke Abu Dhabi investment.
4: Yeah, absolutely, guys. And I think... um... I think Cav mentioned it earlier in the season. There was, there was far too much ignorance towards how good this Manchester City team are. There was all this. They're not the same team. they are fallen apart, whatever. For the past six years, barring this season we, we uh, won the league, they can go on mad runs like we have as well. You knew they could do that. They'll probably go uh, unbeaten to the end of the season now and just make it look like a, a relatively easy finish. Um, we knew the level. I'm quite happy someone else has knew the level. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not going to say the bottled or anything like that, but you they, Arsenal were in a very strange position where they could have afforded to get beat 7-0 by Manchester City Etihad and still won the league, or been in a great position if they'd beat the teams they should have beat, i.e., 2-0 up a 2-1 up against West Ham, missed the penalty, um, 3-1 down to Southampton at home, who were bottom of the league, not good enough. So, in that respect, they've just seen when the pressure's been on, they've not been able to do it, and you're against a team who are just like, the experience, the quality, they're just there, and you know they're there, and it's just like, I couldn't believe how people are like, 10 games to go, 15 games, oh, Arsenal won the league. You can never write off Manchester City, you've seen that, and it was actually quite it was quite fitting that another team have experienced what we've experienced, and then when people are like, "Oh, we can still get in it," you know, drawing with Southampton, you can't draw games against Man City. It's either lose or win. You have to win. Draws are useless, and I think it showed that way Arsenal's form recently, and that's what we've had to deal with for years. We drew with Spurs at home last year. I think Luis Diaz scores, and we thought we'd, we we we'd all but confirmed we'd lost the league. That's the standard they went up to it, and City were. and it's it's done. And do you know what, Grizz? I think the thing is they probably missed the opportunity as well. I may be wrong, but next season, I feel like there's too many things. They could still, still got a very good team, but I feel like other teams will come back into it, obviously us, hopefully. And it may be one of them. They'll be in the Champions League. They can't put a fully rested team in a first team. Totally different. So so different. It was very reminiscent. I'd say we were more... A flash in the pan with Rodgers because yeah. it was kind of you know, a perfect storm. Suarez was unbelievable. They've still got the roots of a, a very good team, don't get me wrong. But we didn't have European football that season as well. If you f- reflect to Conte's Chelsea, they didn't have European football when they won that league as well. So yeah. I do feel like it's opportunity lost. But you know what? <laughs> we know how good this team are. So it's it's not a surprise that Man City are going to win the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, football Carnage with a picture
2: of me pointing at you very rudely. It says, please hit that like button on your way in please. Um, if I was you, I'd do what he says you know what I mean, just Yeah, exactly uh, Just hit that like button, that's all he's asking for uh, There's a close to Coming up to nice 250 of you Camped in here, we've got loads to get through We're going to go through the preview for tomorrow's game We're going to do a We're going to do a combined predictor of what we think The results are going to be between us Newcastle and Manchester United And where it ends up and leads us We're going to try to come to an agreement I, I feel as though we may not agree I uh, I feel as though one of us is going to have to take the final decision. It won't be me because that will come across as bullying. So who's the youngest? Who's the youngest?
1: Cav, you sure? I think so. I think I might be.
2: I
0: think Uh, Evan might be. How old are you, Cav? (laughs) Uh,
1: 29.
0: I'm 27.
1: (laughs) No, man. I'm in my
0: prime, dude.
2: Evan's going to have the final say if there's an argument on results. Uh, So there you go. You can't say I'm a a dictator. Um, But um, yeah, yeah, like the the stream on your way. in, guys, of course, of course, shout out to our sponsors who have very kindly sent me some of the latest prints that they've made. Guys, check these out. In fact, check out your futcard.com. Use our code Redfellas for 15% discount. This is just some of their stunning work they've sent out to me today. Look how good this is. Hold on. Look how good this is, man. Of course, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Stephen Gerard. Of course, the guy who's having a stinker of a season. Um, absolute disastrous of a season, but he's reached 30 goals again, I believe, for the fourth consecutive season. Um, yeah, washed up. Do you remember loads of people were... Namely, Arsenal fans were comparing him to Aubameyang, signing him a new contract and, and uh, semi-retiring. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, and this one, I think, might be an amazing, amazing seller, guys. Wow. Our very own, our very own Bobby Firmino, who could be, who could be, and probably is playing his last game at Anfield this weekend is it is it Sunday guys Saturday oh That's whatever nice. day yeah the I can see the emotion in Evan's eyes already I'm sorry to, have to <laughs> remind you Ev uh, but guys go check out your fut card go and get your Bobby Firmino prints this could be iconic this could be iconic what a man what a bloke what a legend what a player we'll do a special show on Bobby Firmino, Firmino no doubt where all of you guys can give you um. Tributes. Tributes to him. I wanted to come back to you, uh, Cav, about sort of deserving and whatnot. Oliver says, there's no such thing as deserve. Either you do or you don't. Deserve is for kids and simps. Um, Where are you on the, before we get into it, sort of the deserving of Champions League? Or the, or, or the notion people say, table doesn't lie, you are where you are at the end of the season. Was I a bit premature in uh, in saying we don't deserve it, we haven't been good enough? Should I have waited a couple of weeks maybe?
1: Uh, Yes. Mm.
4: Yes. Because Fair the, enough.
1: Table, the table doesn't lie. You do finish where you deserve to finish, in my opinion. And how I would describe it is you can play brilliant football and not win. And there's no such thing as the perfect football. There's no such thing as you know the best brand of football style of football there's only winning drawing and losing at the end of the day and if you win you're doing something right and if you rack up the points you finish where you deserve to finish so i think for liverpool that we've not had a great season and we seemingly are getting our points towards the end but it doesn't matter because always round you play 38 games so if you win 11 at the start you will or in a row or you win 11 in a row at the end, it's the same amount of points. We all like to talk about the run in, and that comes with football pressure. Some people cope better than others. We seem to cope well. Man City seem to cope well. Arsenal haven't slightly. You know, um, Brighton are doing all right at the minute. But um, it's the same amount of games. Same amount of points available. you just got to go out and get them at a bit of different, well, hopefully at all points of the season, but it don't really matter when. So... Um, yeah, I'm off that. You you finish where you deserve to. And look, it's Liverpool. And if Liverpool get into the top four, there will be a force again in it next season. So if you want to talk from a point of view as to being a candidate in the actual competition next year, Liverpool deserve to be there. And Liverpool will hold their own. No, no bones about that. You know, we're not just gonna get in there and have another disastrous season and just come out in the group stages and everybody look at us like, Wow, oh, well, clearly they're on their downward spiral. No, 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 we'll we'll be there and we'll we'll be Strong, strong um, candidates for the entire thing. So if you want to talk about deserving, then yeah, definitely. We um, If we finish in the top four, we rightly, rightfully should be there.
2: Uh, a couple of Super Chats to get through. Guys, uh, feel free to send Super Chats in. Don't think I'm going to ignore them at any stage. They may not be re- relevant to the segment we're in. So I'll save them and then we'll come back to them if I feel as though they're not... Uh, Appropriate for the segment of what we're talking about, but a couple that are, I will address right straight away. Amir says, uh, Appreciate the support, Amir. He says, We have to win all our games against relegation teams who are fighting for survival, and we have to hope United lose. It sounds very tough. Brain says, Unlikely, but heart says, Let's go for it. You'll never walk alone. I think we all share those sentiments. I've done a poll, by the way, guys. You guys, some of you may know or may not know. I know how to do polls. So don't f with me now, yeah, like you can clap sarcastically all you want i'm a I'm a genius when I get going. it's just the get going part's a bit tough sometimes um like I've asked Steve to host or will share screen with me, but I'll conquer that by next week as well, so don't you guys worry i'm am I'm, <laughs> I'm moving up in the world I've managed to do a power and it's a simple question do we get top four or not? I'll check in a minute what how the results are going um Dylan sends in a super chat as well. Appreciate the support. And I guess we we start with this. He says we potentially could go fourth into fourth on Saturday if results go our way before Newcastle play Leicester on Monday. Pressure right on them. See how they react. Steve, if that's to be the case, we have to go to Leicester City tomorrow who are absolutely fighting relegation. In fact, I believe if we beat them, they do they get relegated tomorrow? I'm not 100%. Someone in the chat confirmed that for us. But we don't really care about that. What we need to do is go there and win at all costs. Steve, if we have any any chance of taking it to the last couple of games.
3: 100%. They've got the league table up now and it wouldn't be definitive for Leicester if they lost tomorrow because they're a point behind Leeds and point, uh, two points behind Everton with effectively two games okay. to go. So, they very much in the melting pot. Um, yeah, we should go to Leicester and we should expect to win. The last two results at Leicester aside, we have a very, very good record in recent times against them, most notably the 4-0 with the, the Trent fourth goal. Leicester in a terrible, terrible place at the moment. When they, one of their talismanic players in James Madison comes out and says, we just don't have the hunger, that that raises all kinds of questions about the very fabric of our football club and, and why they can't get themselves out of a situation. The, 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 the hard-cold facts of that, Grizz is... If Leicester go down, do you know they've taken a loan out based on their revenue in the Premier League till 25, 26? They are absolutely knackered if they go down, mate. It could could be catastrophic for them in terms of their financial operating costs. Those players have already cashed in their chips, the likes of Madison and those guys. The way they're playing, smacks of, we'll go down in the Championship. But it doesn't matter because Newcastle will come calling again for the likes of Madison, and he'll get his move to a, a, a higher echelon football club. That kind of illustrates everything that's wrong with football at the moment. You look at that squad on paper, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, the three lads at Dakar, Inelecio, Vardy, Ndidi. In you go through them, the list of players. They're down there because they don't have the, the, the mentality to, to fight those battles. They thought they were too good to be in that position and they just expected to rock up one day and everything would go back to normal. So th- that's a mess. Leicester's an absolute mess. And, and for me, I think... I think they're down, personally speaking, because the mentality isn't there. And then I think it's between Everton and Leeds for the for the third and final place. So it would be a shocker of Nottingham Forest size proportions if we went to Leicester and didn't come away with three points for me. Evan,
2: do you share that confidence? Are you prepared to confidently say Leicester City are down and speak damningly of them, or are you one of these guys? We've been here before, especially this season. Um, have we learned anything? in your humble opinion, from playing these bottom teams? How do you approach, as a fan, first and foremost, mentally? And then we'll get on to how do you think Liverpool should approach it?
0: I I think Leicester, like Steve says, the context in which they found themselves uh, fighting for relegation likely to the final day speaks volumes. The, the loan they've taken out. Is, is difficult. I'd also like to point out that they're set to lose 125 million pounds worth of players for free. Uh, they couldn't get T.L. Mintz to renew his deal. He's leaving for free. Um, so yeah, their their entire model, for a while, it was very well run. For a while, I had nothing but great things to say about what Leicester did with the uh, the... the the ripple effects of winning the title against ridiculous odds uh, what how they invested that money the way they sort of became a a locked in top 10 team in the premier league from 2016 onwards and then it's the wheels have all just sort of fallen off you know it's a complex thing like steve says there's all sorts of financial shame uh, uh like attached to them right now They they have made some wrong decisions both off the pitch and on it when it comes to money. Um, but for a while, they did so well. And to see how dramatically it's all sort of collapsed, I think just shows you how slippery the slope can be in the Premier League if you are not a part of the established top six. Because many many of us uh, for the last, like I said, six or seven years would have put Leicester as, you know, finishing sixth, seventh, eighth in our Premier League prediction tables at the start of every season. We had them as a lock of outside the top six, just outside it. And to see how slippery that slip can be, I think, is, is a tale of warning to, to many of the teams outside the traditional top six. Um, it's not going to be an easy game. Uh, obviously, they have everything to fight for. However, there's all sorts of things you know, being said, like James Madison saying, I don't know, maybe we just don't want it enough. Maybe we're not hungry enough. That speaks to uh, a dressing room that isn't really getting along. That speaks to a dressing room that doesn't have belief in... Leader leadership, both in terms of management and upper upper management. Uh, personally, I think the Rodgers experiment at Leicester was allowed to go on for perhaps one or two seasons too long, minimum. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really interesting case study, uh, Leicester City right now. Um, I think it's, but like I said, I think it's going to be a difficult game because um, there are plenty of players not named Madison Tielman's players who aren't comfortably going to get a move right back up to the Europe's top five leagues if they go if they get relegated. There's plenty of those players who see Leicester City as their primary life jacket of staying in the Premier League and they will be fighting until the very last minute of the 38th game. Um, so yeah, I, I think we should be on our guard. And you asked Riz, have we learned anything about playing the, the sort of the bottom feeders in the league this season? I don't know if we've learned anything about them, but I think we've definitely learned some things about ourselves. And I think we will be perhaps more on our guard than we were, say, uh, at the Vitality Stadium against Bournemouth after we thrashed United.
2: Um, Zveri, of course, my co-host on The Calling Show, which has been temporarily abandoned, (laughs) stroke suspended. Uh, But we will be back. We will be back. Don't worry. Long summer ahead. Me and the captain will be back. He says, Big up to the panel. Grizz, I still got the spreadsheet of us getting top four. So don't stop believing in Gakpo and FSG. Don't stop believing in Gakpo and FSG. Allison scores again. In my lifetime, I don't think we'll ever reach those levels of magic, suspense, yeah, thrill. I don't think ever, ever that will be. I think the only thing that beats that in Premier League history, is the Aguero moment. Honestly, guys, that Alisson goal is, was sensational. But big up Zuberi, speak soon, my friend. Hope you're doing very well. Conroy Evans speaks about, he's not sure if we've learned... Or he, or he he's sure, he thinks he's, we've learned something about our team. But have what do you think have we learned about playing opposition that are in the relegation zone, fighting for their <clears throat> lives... They're gonna, what kind of game are they gonna bring? Under Rogers, we kind of knew what game they would have brought. Under the new regime, they seem to be become a bit more direct. Again, we could go through the players Dewsbury Hall, Vardy, Barnes, Ian Nacho, Madison, Castanier. The list goes on. <laughs> They are. But again, we come back to the they are where they are. They deserve to be there because like Steele and evan said, they, they haven't performed. And But we have to be wary. How do we approach that? So forget everything else. Steele has given their uh, opinion on what the situation is. How do we approach it, Jürgen Klopp, in terms of let's get towards the selection and team lineups and tactics. How would you like to see us approach it?
4: Yeah, well, just, just a quick point on that as well, Grizz. I think if you look at Leicester's defence, that's been one of the main reasons. Even their last game, it was 5-3. So I wouldn't I wouldn't actually... I'd would, I'd say their firepower this season, obviously Vardy's not played a lot. Um, I'd say James Madison's. I think he's one goaler... He has one goaler assist off his best, even uh, 20 goals and assists he got last season. So I think he's actually had a very good season, to be honest. But I think their main thing is the consistency and their defence is just leaked far too many goals. I mean, I can't remember, was it 4-0 at halftime or 3-0 at halftime against Fulham? So there's obviously a weakness there, eh, firstly. But again, they have got that firepower, so you do have to be careful. You can't just be complacent going into this game. I feel for us, the way we operate Trent, especially against Leeds, and I know that's not a lot to go off, but that's the one I can think of straight away against a relegation team away from home where we struggled and obviously won that game very impressively. That helped a lot in that game as well. And um, we just Trent, he's positioning it and the ground he covered, just allowing to set off passes or plays. I thought that really helped. So I think that again will be a key area. And um, that hopefully will be the difference maker. And um, so looking at that, and if we, I won't take too much on the team, but I feel like I had a, a bit of research before I came on today for who we start at left wing. Now, obviously, you've got the choices are Nunes, Jota, or Diaz. I think for this game specifically, Castañas. Played it right back a lot for them. I actually didn't like Kostanias. Don't think he's the worst player, but he's not had a great season at all. So I feel like if you put a, a Diaz on him, I feel that you get quite a lot of success. So for the first point in the lineup, I would go towards that. And I think with Trent and his passing ability, like he showed against Leeds, I think that would be an area we can really hurt them. Not it sounds very obvious because he's our most creative player, but again, I feel like that could be the difference maker. I, I just wanted to add one thing as well, Grizz. Mm-hmm. Um, on which is completely went out of my head there um <laughs> it's completely gone i was going to say as well that um Sionchu has came back for them recently and yep. i think he's already signed for or atletico like uh, atletico so that kind of adds to these points that there's some players who are already maybe thinking you know it's it's there's some who will be up for it like jewsbury hall you know players there that's maybe their their they the high the highest level they're getting to but you have got other players on that team who maybe be thinking not on the beach, but they may be, their head might be not fully in it. And that may be an area to affect and, and go at as well. But yeah, that's my point on that one.
2: Kev, I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be an absolute humdinger of a game because I do I do think this is their last hurrah type scenario. They will give it their absolute damn all. Um so I think it's going to be a tricky fixture. Uh, Winnipool says, Klopp is mixing his front six. It's a front three bingo recently. Do you agree with that? So basically, I think we all agree that the back five will be the back five. So the Trent, Robertson, because he had a... Did Robertson have a rest last game? Simicast came in, or I think he's had a rest recently, hasn't he? Canate and Virgil. Um, we'll get onto the midfield, maybe. or we'll, Okay, we'll go into midfield. Do you think it's just a matter of Choosing that front six, then or the sixth ahead of the f- back five? That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the issue. Fabinho starts, right? The form that he's been showing, Fabi- Fabinho is staying in there.
1: I think uh, there was a bit of to and fro in whether his yellow card in the last game meant he was suspended or not. If I'm correct, he's not suspended because after 32 games, the. Um, he's not suspended. Yellow, it gets wiped. So he's not suspended. Fabinho starts. Who's you know, benefited from this new system and having Trent beside him and um, and just in general, his game's improved. We can have a conversation about whether it would be good enough for next season, but certainly in these past few games, since we've changed, he's done well, I think. So um, I think, yeah, Trent's obvious, Fabinho in there. Um, Curtis Jones, who's had a lot of sort of positive praise recently and a lot of conversation around, um, he's done really well and he's a bit of a facilitator for this system, in my opinion. Um does the basics well and allows the players sort of beyond him to be the better creators whilst sort of um, contributing on the odd moment. Um, There's probably a question mark as to who starts on the the other side in that same position, whether you look at bringing Henderson back in or you give Elliot a chance, Um, because last time I Gatpo played in there, but I think that was more a necessity rather than something we would like to continue going forward. So there's a decision over those two. I would probably look to put Henderson back in, to be honest. The front line, yeah, I wouldn't so much call it um, random picking or bingo as such. I would just say that Diaz has come back from injury and if he performs as well as we know he can perform, he will probably cement that left-sided position because he's an exceptional player and he's different to the others. gapo has been in there based on merit because he's come in and done really well and he seemingly is contributing in goals and assists, but also benefiting the teammates around him. And he just fits the system really well. And Salah, Salah. But at the same time, we are trying to still get Nunes minutes, which is why he started last time out. He, he, you know, he deserves a chance where we can to try and get him some minutes and get him get his performances back up. So I don't think it's random picking. I think it's just we have options now. And this is how well, you in options. them. Yeah. yeah. So um, what he goes with on uh, on Monday night... I think he'll probably tailor towards the team we're coming up against, um, but there's some guys. Most of them are playing well, I would say. So whoever he goes with, I think now, you know most of them. You could say based on merit and um, and what they can do to that opposition. Um, but in terms of the game, unless you guys got an opinion, I don't really know what to expect from Leicester. Either. I tell you, I tell you one thing. I do know, right? Is I'm from Leicester, so I. Uh, You know, everybody I hang out with and talk to and whatever are Leicester fans. And Leicester have this strange mindset where a lot of guys I speak to say, we're all right, we're going down. We would rather be the better team in the championship and have good days out, right, and win and win, than fight relegation every week. Now, I can't speak for the whole fan base, but that's certainly been a lot of the takes I've heard. But they love playing Liverpool. They love playing Liverpool, and they—the fans certainly. you Whether the players can do it on the pitch or not, the fans certainly, with their clappers, right, and the drums that uh, they have up in the uh, L1 stand, they will try and make it hostile. And if they can get, if they can get a draw, just to upset hers and be a bit of a shit house, they will take great pleasure in that. I'm telling you now. So, I don't think the team is good enough to do it, but certainly the fans. I do. I don't, I think if you're going Confidence. to be, you have to break their spirit, break their spirit, make sure the fans that, you know, are oh, what are we doing here and leave early or whatever it is. But if they stay in the game, best believe, not only are they fighting to stay in the league, but best believe the fans will want it. So we've got to manage the game properly, I think.
2: We do. Steve, you've done a, a preview on our friends, uh, with the friends, Redman TV, with a, with a Leicester City fan, I believe. Um, What was the feeling from Leicester City's point of view uh, in terms of what are they going to bring to the table in this final? I don't think it's the last home game of the season. I think they've got one more people. People are asking, is it their last home game of the season? But I'm with Cav. Leicester City are one of those teams that can turn up, rock up, with the amount of attacking talent that they've got. If it all clicks for them, they will be very dangerous. But if we gain control and control very early on, they could also
3: crumble as well. Um, what was the Leicester
2: City fans' point of view?
3: Um, yeah, much in the same as what you guys have said. Things at the moment are fragile at Leicester, so if something goes against them, they become round-shouldered and heads drop and, and stuff like that. Um, Owen, oh, the guy's name, was really good guy uh, from BBC Radio Leicester. So, so essentially, he thinks that Leicester are down. He thinks there's a lot of questions to answer thinks Brendan Rodgers went too late, should have gone earlier and doesn't understand and and, and I questioned the introduction of Dean Smith and the fact that these Leicester players know they're not playing for him as the manager next season. That cannot help you in a situation where you're staring at relegation and if they'd gone 10 games earlier, Rafa Benitez would have been an ideal solution for for going in there making them difficult to beat. So, lots of mess, touched on the finances as well. Um, No confidence at all in Leicester getting anything out of the game tomorrow because They're just just giving up. They're just down tools and giving up. And they're not playing for the club. They're not playing for the manager. They're not playing for their futures, is kind of what I got from it. Um, On a personal note, given the songs they sing about us, I I would love to see them go down because they're first in line with the poverty songs and stuff like that. So if you go, bye bye. See ya. No love lost there, mate. Um, So we don't need that. It's it's poor. but there's not, there's not much confidence in, with regards to what the Leicester fans are hoping to get out of it, or certainly not from him anyway. Um, yeah, you reminded me
2: about sort of some of their fans. Obviously, we won't label all of them, uh, but uh, some of them fans, significant sections of their fans have have become synonymous with singing silly songs. Um, is there an echo? What could that be? Okay. Oh, is it me? Why is there an
1: echo? Whilst she saw that, Grizz, um, oh, is it me as well?
2: Yeah, it's all of us. Is there an echo? Is there, any te- is there technically competent people in the house who can fix this? No, okay, it's gone now. I think it's gone. I think it was me. Ev- Sorry, oh, go on, Kev, was you going to say something? Because I was going to ask Evan some, something. Just go just on. on the
1: channel, and it shouldn't be a point we really pushed because we, we've got much better things to yeah. talk about. But I think perhaps the ex- going down into L, uh, League 1, going up for a League 2 and stuff, they, they brought a lot of that kind of mentality with them. Even when they do the goal kicks, you know, the whole sort of build up and, you know, chant afterwards. It's like, come on, this, you know, you're not better than that. But just, I think that's perhaps where it's come from. Not that it's right anyway.
2: Um, Liverpool 12th man says Leicester's last clean sheet was in January 28th And that was against Warsaw. This is a game to make up the goal difference against Newcastle Ladies and gentlemen We're not doing this man I'm not doing this goal difference thing Have you forgotten last time we've done this kind of thing Crystal Palace, Cristian Bull and all that mentality. Let's just win for me. Let's just win the game. Get three points and pile on the pressure. And straight after this, guys, we're going we're gonna to do a bit of a prediction prediction game between us. See how we end up, where we end up. And then we'll have some transfer chat as well. So as you guys are still coming in, close to 350 of you know, smash that like button. Still not 150 likes. Normally, we get about 60% of likes, which is a very good ratio. So let's keep that up. Um, it's good to be back good to be back on Red for I missed you guys. So, uh like and subscribe if you haven't. Ev, you're not bothered about goal difference and all that kind of shit. We're way too past that and mature for that. We need to control the game. We need to... Are you expecting us to really play on, like Steve says, the, the vulnerability, the, the lack of confidence amongst the fan base and, and, and players alike? And are you... Do you want a fast start? Or are you possibly like me, and how we've started our games with a sense of control and containment recently, especially with the Trent moving into midfield, outnumbering teams and just killing off the atmosphere. What do you think we should do tomorrow? Because there is an argument to be said, let's get that early goal and smash their confidence to bits and then control it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think given the team that we've been this season, less about them, more about us, We've struggled to control the game script, um, as Americans like to say. Americans love to say game script. Um, It's applicable here because I think we would be so much better off in the table, perhaps definitely not in the title race, but we would comfortably be within the top four if just in a sample size of five to six matches prior to Christmas, we had just managed not to concede first inside 20 minutes. Would we have gone on to win the game? I don't know. That's tough. But, I mean, if you play the numbers and you play the the statistical likelihood of taking points from a game, you're much more likely to take points if you just avoid conceding inside 20 minutes. And it wasn't so much that we were always getting carved apart by incredible football or some incredible shot. We would just shoot ourselves in the foot. Mm. So if we can just avoid to do that and just – we we increase our chances so much of getting the result that we want so it's less about scoring early scoring early would be great Grizz long story short of course we all want that but if we can just avoid just not making silly you know schoolboy errors on the pitch inside 20 minutes then I think we should absolutely take control of this game and you know it would be one thing if there was all sorts of rallying cries coming out from the players and the fan base about staying up and, you know, staying positive. And there was a new manager who had brought a feeling of togetherness. But like Steve says, you know, the, the quotes from Madison don't bode well. T Elman's definitely leaving. Madison definitely leaving. I'm pretty sure Soyuncu has already publicly declared he's joining Atletico Madrid yep. uh, in the summer. So a lot of these guys, the, the star players, a lot of the star players already have a foot out the door and could probably care less. So, I do hope we play on that sort of culture of insecurity uh, at the club right now. And the best thing we could do is just not play down to their level inside twenty minutes. We could just do without, you know, you know, Allison making a, a lame pass, one of the center backs making a lame pass, and just giving them a chance. So if we can just manage the first twenty minutes without shooting ourselves in the foot, then I absolutely believe that three points will end up being just a formality for us.
2: Lamberts kind of agrees with you. As I said, we need to start how we start against West Ham. Like, we actually controlled play. None of that basketball, 300 miles per hour, back and forth ball, Leicester would thrive off that. And it's kind of true. The, the players that I've mentioned and named would love it to be an end-to-end, almost like a 5 aside side game of football, right? They're, I've just named you kind of five, aside players who would love to just end-to-end with no actual discipline and desire to get back and play in shape. But we are better than that, and we need to show that. If we don't, he's right. Leicester will thrive off that. Keep control, he says in capital letters. Saying that, Con, uh, before we move into the predictions of what we think will happen in the next few games, give us your lineup, and we'll kind of agree with you. So we're assuming Henderson and Fabinho, because Henderson were arrested. I think it's safe to say Curtis Jones keeps his place in the team. Mohamed Salah keeps his place in the team. And then, yeah, other two, you you was mentioning who plays on the left and who plays in the middle. Who are you going for?
4: Yeah, I think Gakbo 100%. Just, I know you missed it. Um, you weren't able last week, Grizz, but I think we, we all, I think you'd be in agreement that Gakbo's football IQ uh, and his ability to be adaptable. Guys, especially, great... sorry,
2: especially away from home. Are we in agreement that he seems to be an integral part of the way we play away from home recently? I've noticed that. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah. D- More so than I- home.
4: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think to me, he just seems like a clever footballer. To be honest, you can mm. tell the difference between one who is very clever and who one who isn't. And I think he just understands the game. Um, and I feel like you, you, to me, he's, I think uh, Cavs mentioned earlier. He's cemented his place for me. Like he's, he starts straight away. He's came to a, a a team in very poor form. You know, a little bit slow to start, but everyone does. To be honest, you can't always just like, hit the ground running like Mo Salah in his first season. To be fair, I think Gakpo, when he's actually had time to settle, this has been probably a difficult time to come in a team and he's he's played very well. So he starts 100%. I think the only question is left side. Again, I mentioned it earlier. I think it will probably be Diaz with the aspect of Jota coming on, definitely 60, 70 minutes because 60, 65 minutes. Let Diaz... You know, run at his man, play that way. We all we all agree that I wouldn't say Diaz has gelled great with the team over the time. Like he's he's always looked good, he's been effective, but I wouldn't say like he there's a a telepathy between the play. I still think at times the patterns of play look a bit disjointed when he's playing, but he still causes a lot of problems, and he's going to have a lot. His ability will cause a lot of problems for Leicester's defence. And I think as well, obviously, the performance against Spurs, getting that goal confidence up, he looked really good, or looked very good, not very good, looked very decent in that game. So I think, yeah, he definitely starts for me with Jota coming off the bench. And Nunes is for choice right now for that side from me. Uh, You've got to go on what you're seeing, and those two are ahead of him in my opinion right now. Anyone have any disagreements before we move on with that front three or the
2: rest of the lineup? Someone might think Elliot needs to come back in the team, or someone, one of you mad, uh, mad uh, numpties, might think we need to throw all four in there again. Are you guys mad? Anyone mad?
0: I, I, I just, I just want to concur. I think Gakpo centrally mm. is first name on the team sheet uh, since in, in the last two months. I, I think mm. he's he, him and Trent, him and Trent's move central have been so integral in us controlling possession and controlling games and not having it be a back-and-forth hoofball and, you know, reducing the game to physical battles that saw us drop so many points in the first half of the season.
2: Suggests then that it's just that left-sided up for slot, uh, left-sided slot for grabs. Are we doing, are we all saying, so, so it's basically Diaz, Jota or Nunes.
0: Yeah, and I, Steve, I think. You're
3: mute. I think uh... Sorry, you muted me, and <laughs> I didn't recognize it. Um, I think Jota might play. Um, Ricardo Pereira's in contention to play with Castagne moving across to play on the other side. Um, so I think, I think potentially Jota might get the nod. But listen, it doesn't really matter. But whoever going in, going in there, will 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 give him a tough time anyway. But um, yeah, he seems to like Jota. I'd rather play Jota left and central at the moment because. I can care with the rest of the lads. What Gakpo's given us in terms of football IQ is ridiculous, and um, he just he just holds the ball so well, and, and his, and his decision making is is a cut above what we, when when he's not there. So uh, it doesn't really matter. A player's left side for me. I think the key element of it in going forward is Trent, like you said, Grizz, is um or, or I think it might have been Evan, is, is Trent and and uh, Gakpo
1: Cav left side. I just. It's, it's really interesting because we're at a point now where we have options and we're all like choosing it <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, and Gapo's in, based on merit, and he's been brilliant, spoke about him earlier, Salah, Salah. So they really question the the, the left side or whether we put someone in the eight and we go with the four forwards. Um, Gapo did that last time out, but I'm not too sure it worked that well. It, if he's going to do it, it's something that needs to be worked on. on For sure. I think it's just the only thing that springs to mind is I love Lewis Diaz, right? And I expect him to just be so skillful, flary, cook anybody that's on there, whether it's Pereira, Castaño, Luke Thomas, I, don't I think he'll do up anybody. But at the end of the day, Jar gets goals. And, and and I think, you know, how can you not put a guy in that, yes, he maybe doesn't do all the flary and easy on the ice stuff like Diaz does and doesn't get you off the seat like he does, but he walks away with a goal or two. And that's where I'm like, we, can we really leave him out? Like, if it was me, I would, I would stick him in there because he doesn't, he doesn't, like, lack for anything either. He still helps out defensively, still works hard, good in the challenge. His ball carrying is a little bit messy, but he's still progressive. He links up with Curtis and Robbo down that left side pretty well. And like I say, he walks away with a goal. Um, So I think since he's been back, he was a little bit rusty, but he seems to have found his feet again. And I think, Chuck him in there. Because at the end of the day, you want to win a game. To win a game, you need goals. Plus, you need a goal late on in the game and stuff. Bringing Luis Diaz on with fresh legs, you know, he's just just exciting and can do anything. So, yeah, for me personally, I would stick Jota in there for that reason.
2: Lovely. I love when we don't have a definitive answer. We will disagree and have differing opinions. Brilliant. Which moves us... uh, nicely onto the next segment where we do try to predict our next few results steve i don't know if you want to share that screen we've found a website that can help us assist with this um so obviously we we're playing leicester city tomorrow this is is this our game in hand isn't it so this will be our game in hand right lads am i right
3: quiz on this one before we get to us if you guys can see the screen on week twenty-five, in order to shape the league table, boys, we need to agree on some results for the games in hand to get to the definitive answer at the end of the, the section. So, are we okay to do that to start with? Yeah, of course. And we'll do. We we
2: we'll only do obviously our competitors, which are Newcastle and United. So, I guess the first one's United versus
3: Brentford. Is it? No, nope. on this on this oh, one, it's Newcastle Newcastle versus Brighton, which is a, is a game in hand from week. Week, game week twenty-five. So we need to decide what we think is going to happen in that
0: game.
2: Take it away, whoever wants to Ooh. see after after today, Brighton putting in a performance a, like that.
0: Going such go a mixed bag, such a mixed bag Brighton uh, these days. Which which Brighton is going to show up? Is it going to be the Brighton that lost to Everton or the Brighton that just ended Arsenal's title run? Uh, I, I suppose let's let's meet in the middle. I'm going to go for like a chaotic two-two draw. Um that's that's kind of what I'm feeling. Um I think Newcastle are showing showing signs of fragility down the stretch. I mean, every team's gotta be tired, so mm. I'm gonna go for a chaotic draw.
2: I'm backing that. Not for the sake of agreement. I, I genuinely think Newcastle won't lose, but Brighton have shown something and they they played magnificently today. Conroy, are you Yeah, I, I think
4: I think this game's actually very interesting. I think Heaven said that as well, because Brighton genuinely might have been the worst performance of the season against Everton. Like, they were horrendous defensively, mm-hmm. all the place, tactically deserve it, it was a shocking game, got lots wrong in transition. So today, you know, I think his comments after the game, he's saying you'll see the real Brighton. So that, that actually probably was a good thing for us because it, it, they didn't kind of just get, get complacent. They really showed their quality today. I thought they were superb. I thought they played like the home team. Quite embarrassing, to be honest, that they got they played off the park by Arsenal. Now, we've had that, but at home stadium, at Emirates chasing a title, to get played off the park like that, it was, yeah, massive performance. For me, I think we have to remember that Brighton are obviously chasing this as well. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very highly unlikely they're, they're going to get top four, but they really want to cement European football, and I think today it really can push that home. I'm not just saying this to agree with you guys. I think though you've got that factor, but you've got to remember St. James's Park as well. Like people keep saying Newcastle not being in bad form. Like they drew against Leeds and they lost to Arsenal, who've had a better season. But out with that, if it's some emphatic results and St. James's Park to add that into the mixer, I think that's going to be bouncing for this game. So that'll kind of create its own impact. So I think to be honest, I'm going to meet in the middle. I think because of that'll be 2-2. I would say though. I think if you're a fan of like the tactical aspect of the game, this matchup is going to be really interesting because Howe and Deserbi have been two of the best managers this season. So For sure, add, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting tie. But I think a draw. For sure, I think we've spent way
2: too long on one result, guys. We've got to keep it moving. So, just um, <laughs> uh, we of football too true. much. Chris. I know. I like know. Well, you guys are football connoisseurs of the highest order, but keep an eye on the time, Kev. That
3: one in. That's gone in, boys, sorry. That's gone in and it's it's amended Newcastle's points tally to 67 right. after 36 games. Right. So then everyone's played the same
2: amount of games this way? Not
3: yet, not yet. Because we've got to go to week 32. We've got we've got to deal with the games in hand to start with. Sorry, um, go ahead. Brighton at home to Manchester City is the first game in hand
0: we need to talk about. Uh, Man City. <laughs> Do we need to talk about Man City? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, just give, let's just give City 2-0 no and we'll call it that. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. City are imperious at the moment, people. City don't stop
0: it too,
1: though. (laughs) But regardless,
2: yeah, it won't. Yeah, exactly. For the sake of the result,
3: yeah. Okay, and then Manchester United versus Chelsea. Uh, That's a home win for me because Chelsea are
4: dreadful i don't chelsea. know i feel like chelsea might have to some do care.
2: something somewhere for us they play newcastle and chelsea and chelsea have got a point a performance somewhere in the last three games how
4: can we do
3: this without with not with our hearts with okay. our your heads on please joe, joe, felix, felix
0: joe felix
4: overhead kick one one I'm telling you right now <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying
0: two nil united i think that's I pretty agree. standard i'm I think, saying I think united, united.
4: I'm United. saying United win. I, I want it Noted I'm seeing a draw. Just want that Noted just... Okay. Uh, yeah, Matt, <laughs> yeah, noted man. and moving on. Yeah, Do, Matt- you want an update? Do you
3: want an update? In fifth place, Liverpool on 62 points played 35 games. In fourth place, Newcastle on 67 points and in third place, Manchester United on 69 points. The next one is week 36, the one remaining game, which is Liverpool away at Leicester. So, are we all in agreement Liverpool win that? We must score.
0: I'm feeling uh 3
3: 0 Liverpool. I, I, I agree with that.
0: We're conceding, man. 3 1. Okay, we'll go through. I will
3: meet you in the middle at 3 1. Okay, right. That's locked in. So now we have fifth place Liverpool 65 points, fourth place Newcastle 67 points, third place Manchester United 69 points. So there's four points. Uh, between Liverpool currently and third place. Two so games to point, go now, lads. Game week 37. Unfortunately, boys, we've got to do the lot. So I'll go through these. Um, take it in turns just to fire a, 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 result, a result across, because it'll take forever to debate this, won't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Villa-Liverpool. Uh, what's Brentford
0: the first one? Win. Br- Tottenham
3: Brentford versus win. That's a Brentford win. Okay, 0-1. We'll just call yeah,
0: it... Do what you want with the score. doesn't matter.
3: Okay. Bournemouth versus Manchester United.
0: I think that's a draw. That's a draw. I think it's a draw. draw. I
3: think they can get a draw, lads. This is the
0: one. I think they can get a draw. Uh, I'm going to say that's that's 2-0, Fulham.
3: I agree. Now it's anyway. the Reds, the Super Reds of Liverpool versus Aston Villa. What this is say? going
2: to be tricky, lads. I think this is our hardest game of the season left. Yeah. I, I, w- I would
0: agree. I would agree. And I'm saying 1-0 Liverpool, yeah. Allardyce ball, goal from a set piece. <laughs> 100% <laughs> I'm Evan. Taking, <laughs> I'm taking it quick. That's it just, how, that's just how we've taken care of business. That's how we've taken care of business. I here. agree. I agree. Business.
3: Now, if you're a Red, this one of interest, you. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Everton. I think Wolves win this 2-0.
0: Yeah, go with that.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, sure. I I Um, think
0: they're both pretty bad.
3: Nottingham Forest versus Uh, the Bottlers, or that should be Arsenal. What do we think? Yeah, I think think Arsenal Arsenal have gone. I think they're gonna draw this. I think that's one one. I think that's
0: I think that's one
3: one. Yeah, Yeah, one one written all over it. West Ham versus Leeds at home West Ham with a European semi-final to think about. I think Leeds might get something here.
0: I think I think I think this is 2-1 leads. Wow. I, I think I think Do it. West Ham just look Do it a just for the vibes. Wobbly. Do
3: it. Okay. Brighton
0: versus yeah.
3: Southampton just give uh, Brighton home win yeah, one day yeah. Day. Do a default 3-0 Three. default, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Manchester City ben, versus so, Chelsea. I'm yeah. going like 11 one That's, nil that's, a, that's a
0: default 3-0 if I ever. Default 3-0. Yeah.
1: Am I right yeah. in saying that's not Man City's next game, is it? So Man City could have won the title by the time they've come to play yeah. this game.
3: Yeah, yeah, they've got that game in hand shoe-on in between that. Based on this that, league that's, table, that's mate. That's
4: next game because they've got the Champions League semi-final and their game in hand against Brighton so that's the following week.
1: Okay, so they could yeah. win and they'll want to win the title at home.
4: No, if they, if they win their As game, well? that's it. So yeah. they, if they be Chelsea, it's done. Yeah. That's it. They'll, so. they'll beat
1: Chelsea always.
4: Uh, well.
2: Newcastle, Leicester. <laughs> I can't see Leicester doing anything, guys. This is going to be a home run. one Yeah, I think it's going to be 2 nil minimum.
3: OK. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, we'll I, think that's so. Uh, yeah. I OK, I so, with one game left to go, go third on. place, Newcastle, 70 points. Fourth place, Manchester United, 70 points. Fifth place, Liverpool, 68. And just as a note for all of us Reds, Everton are two points adrift of 17th place and at this stage would go down. Get in. Right, week 38, the final oh. week of the season. I'll do the same again. Villa versus Brighton, that's a draw for me. Yeah, all over. All over. If you disagree, just shout out yeah. Yeah. that way. That's a, draw. that's a draw. Palace versus Forest, I think that's another draw.
0: I think Palace are winning that. Okay. But I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. it doesn't matter to us,
3: us. Yeah. Arsenal versus Wolves, I think Arsenal will win that. Last yeah, game. they might
0: go that's out a with the Yeah. A, a, that's a win for Arsenal.
3: Brentford versus Manchester City. That's a Manchester
0: City, City win. That's a default three 0 Give them the default three 0 Is that good. going to be
2: fourteen wins in a row, lads?
0: Probably, yeah, probably
3: would be, would yeah. Probably. Chelsea versus Newcastle. Come on, Chelsea! Ne- this is the one, this is people.
2: A, this
0: is Newcastle. A, this is do not win. I, I think this is a draw. I think, it's a draw I, think I think this is a banana skin. Yeah, it's a draw.
2: I think I, Chelsea can win this.
0: Do you
2: know what? Super Frankie Lampard's last game. What's What's packed, pa- I'm serious. Packed house. You... Felix Possible last contribution before he goes back home.
0: What are we going with then? Great, great, great. Grizz. You're, you're trying to make a case for a Chelsea result. You shouldn't start with Super Frank Lampard's last
4: game. <laughs> they have got the players to heart. Like, but that's the crazy thing about Chelsea, especially recently. They just look so inept but they've actually got players who should be able to hurt teams but i'm telling you man chelsea
2: chelsea chelsea (laughs) chelsea i'm telling you, i'm doing chelsea this is the one that turns it for us lads come on
1: well think about it as well if chelsea get a lead newcastle have got to throw the kitchen sink at it and they've not been in that situation before so and newcastle who get draws there's every chance if they can see first that this ends up I'm telling bad. you but out of those draw,
4: three games they, they still make it is that right? if they draw they still make it because they've got better goal difference than Liverpool so if they draw yeah. that's enough they that's lose what, <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> saying so a draw is I enough for Newcastle I think, I think they draw you know. and I, they, they think, I think that.
2: Chelsea win I think Chelsea win their last home game of the season.
0: There has got to be one right.
3: fucking bright spark. Let's do a vote. Chris, you say a win. Evan, what do you think?
0: Draw. draw. Oh, Evan. On, right?
3: I'd say a draw. I, lose the
4: vote. I, I think, a draw. Oh, I think a draw. And I think a draw. And
1: mean, I think a
4: draw.
0: I, I, I would have I done a. I would have if it was a tiebreaker. I would have said draw anyways. So all good. Okay. You guys Everson are
3: flopping, man. E- e- Everton versus Bournemouth, guys. What are we thinking? Ah, bollocks. Uh, there's no, there's no Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah. What's Do- that?
0: Dominic Golanki uh, hat trick.
4: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Are we going with Bournemouth there? Yeah,
0: yeah. Dominic Golanki. Yeah. Dominic Golanki. <laughs> Yeah. Southampton <laughs> versus the mighty
3: Reds. I think we wallop them down there, you know.
2: Yeah, this is where we get yeah. the this is where we go 4-0. Let's nil. Give
3: them an Evan default 3-0 like we do with Man City. Okay. Yeah. Default
0: default 3. There
3: we go. Leeds versus Tottenham. I think Leeds get something there. I do. Yeah. Draw right, them I think I think, I
0: think this I think this has all jokes aside, I think this has gold glut written all over it. Oh Leeds. yeah. 5 I think, could three. Get, I think it could get I think I think we should we could give
3: 8-7 <laughs> <Eight, seven. laughs> <Eight, seven. laughs> right really? Leicester
2: versus west ham yeah they'll be gone by then yeah i, I
3: still think, think have to win that uh, yeah. that's a that's a draw that's okay a draw.
2: that could be david moyes
4: last game as well
3: and then united versus fulham at old Trafford guys what, what? are you doing with this,
4: this one, one, one those interesting. Letrovic is back it's happening revenge
0: i, I think i think this is a draw as well i, I think fulham are, Genuinely a good team.
4: Yeah, I agree. I agree mm, that, but
2: Silva's Silva's gonna want to get revenge from the from the earlier game in the season where they were the better team. But
3: okay, I actually to be honest, I think
0: United. I think Ooh. I think United won that. But
3: get this, boys! Right, third, fourth, and fifth, all finish on seventy-one points. This oh! and Liverpool finishing fourth place because their goal difference. 7-0 7-0 coming 7-0 back 7-0 right. <laughs>
2: guys this would be that could happen the ending of endings and especially aligned with Everton going down up the other end or uh, down at the bottom end uh, yeah Pixel 8 pitches says, oh my days that's
0: exactly imagine this goes exactly Steve can you scroll to the relegation <laughs> side of things again like, I, I would just want to point out the fake we all seem to collectively have in Sam Allardyce. We're like, Leeds are going to be fine. Leeds are going to be fine. They're beating Spurs. You know what I mean? They're getting all these results. Uh, this, I mean, this is just, this is Premier League culture right there. You know, Sam Allardyce gets you five points clear of safety in the last. Guys, this is, this is football heritage,
4: Evan. This is football heritage.
0: It is. No, this, this is Premier League culture.
2: This oh, like boo. Heritage. United Reds come and uh, uh, dampen our spaces. Enjoy Thursday football. as boo. You're sweating, son. You're sweating. <laughs> That's why you're tuned in to Fellas on a Sunday night, right? That's why you're tuned in to fellers exclusively Liverpool chat on a Sunday night because you're sweating, <laughs> my friend. You want to know the insights? You want to know, are we looking good? Are we confident? Hell yeah, we're confident. Listen, for us right now is a bonus. We have been di- look, all jokes aside, seriously, we have been dire. There's no getting away from it. People were trying to come back at me, as I said at that tweet, and saying, Oh no, but we've done this and we've done that. We put no Liverpool Football Club scrambling to get top four in the last couple of weeks. On the back of the last season, regardless of whose fault it is, I'm not doing the blame game. We've done that all season. Owners, recruitment, manager, players. It's a combined effort. It's been a horrible, horrible season. So right now, we need a good positive ending to take into the following season. Do you remember the COVID season? Uh, Sorry, the injured season where we had all our players injured and we got into the top four by winning our last nine games or whatever it was. One defeat in ten or whatever. And then we went on that charge where we nearly won everything. Well, this is what we need to do now. We need to to win our last three games, see where it lands us and then leave it into the owners and clock and the recruitment people's hands and bring in the right players, the right personnel, the right positions. And we definitely, definitely go again. I think it's possible and we do that. And of course, that segues perfectly into sort of a bit of transfer chat We obviously know Paul Joyce, Chris Bascom, Dominic King, Neil Jones. All of the Tier 1 Liverpool journalists have suggested the names that have been banded out that are on top of our list, i.e. Alexis McAllister, i.e. Mason Mount. uh, And there was another one. There was another one. Gravenberch. Gravenberch. Agate. Oh, Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So we know the names that are being linked. Of course, midfielders is the is the the absolute must that's been neglected in the last three four windows. So we must address that. But we've discussed on this show as well in recent months, guys, and I'll I'll come to Cav first. We've discussed recently, or not recently, last couple of weeks, or before that as well, that slowly but surely we've seen a weakness in depth and reliability and availability in the centre-back area as well, right, Gav? So therefore, we needed to hear of some links. We heard about the Inacio links to the Sporting Lisbon centre-back earlier on in this um, month or a couple of months ago, we were linked with Vardio, but then obviously very quickly extinguished because of the price range. Uh, Today, someone I speak to and I trust uh, has told me that we made an inquiry for Jurian Timber, the Ajax right-sided centre-back. I believe he plays right-sided centre-back. Uh, do you know anything about him? And are you surprised we're linked with a right-sided centre-back? Or does this kind of tie in with what we're talking about? Because he is known to be able to play right-back as well um, and tie in with the Trent scenario. What do you make of that?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think we do need to sign a centre-back. Um Question marks over what Matic might do. Konate has his odd injuries. Virgil um, hasn't had a great season, but I think, he'll, I think he'll have a better one next. It's more the Robbo situation for me as to why I think we need somebody. And it's because he's now being asked to play in more of a back three whilst getting forward when the opportunity presents itself. But I think he's still trying to figure that out. I'm concerned if he doesn't figure it out next season, where that really leaves us. And I think it might leave us exposed in games at times, to be honest with you. I think at times we sort he sort of overcovers and leaves a lot of space in there for overloads. And once teams switch on to that, we've seen it with Trent on the other side, that it can be a way to get at us. Um, he deserves a chance to sort it. But I would like to see somebody come in that could sort of facilitate that role that is also left-footed. And so Timberlake's interesting because he's a young player. I think he's 21, but comes with experience. He's um, a Dutch international and we've, with um, Virgil and Gakpo coming in, he's already got people there that will help him settle and find his way. We also, it's really beneficial as well to have um, a few players from the same uh, country and national team because that just helps build um, their sort of uh, integration into Liverpool and that team morale. We see it with the um, Brazilians we've got here and the Spaniards that we've had in the past Mm. and what have you. So something Klopp definitely likes as well. As a player... Quite composed on the ball. I think at times I've seen him. I don't know whether he plays the defensive midfielder role, but I feel like he can because quite often you see him for Ajax actually quite progressive with the ball and taking it further forward, which is where I can see him quite fitting in as sort of the third centre back option if we call it, if that's what we're going to call him because he'll have the license to sort of step in and he's quite comfortable in doing that. So I quite like them attributes about him. Um, like I say, I think I think he's he's a good. Fit. He's a good profile of player. Um, he'll come with a lot of football and intelligence, be it he'll come from Ajax. And I think he'll have um, and being Dutch, you know, we've seen it with Gapo and, and traditionally how Dutch players play football, they play with a lot of intelligence. So I like him. I like him. The only thing is, I'm not sure about a right, right-footed player. That's the only thing. I don't know, and you guys maybe can pass thought on this if you've seen more of them than I have. I don't know. If he could step in and be a Trent replacement as such, I think they're tough boots to fill. And I, if it was me, I wouldn't look at a defender to try and fill that Trent position. I would maybe look at a midfielder that also has a little bit of sort of defensive nas because most games Liverpool play, we think next season they'll probably dominate the ball. And we'll do the gem pression and we'll be pushing up the pitch and the right back becomes less of a right back and actually more of a midfielder. I would rather lose the right back defensive abilities and maintain the, the ball controller in midfield because I think that helps us to sustain attacks. So um, I like the player. If he comes in, I'm quite I'm quite excited about it. I think he's got a good career ahead of him. But he's also sorry not to go on. But he's also spoke about getting minutes and stuff. And I just, I just don't know where he gets minutes because I don't think it's at right back, and then I don't know if he works at left centre back. So um, there's, there's pros and cons with him, is what I would say.
2: Um, Steve, um, anything on the player, and if, and if not, and if so, give us your opinions on it. And if not, just a profile of a right-sided centre back who can play right back. Would it be your choice of defensive recruitment? A piece of business this summer, or would it be the left sided centre back that you'd concentrate on, especially the way we've discussed the Robo scenario?
3: Yeah, yeah, we, we do need to recruit a centre back. Um, I've kind of said recently that we, if we're going to re- recruit a centre back, we need to go and find almost a carbon copy of Canate in terms of all of the attributes because this is the side where we're going to be pressurised. Can't play 60 odd games with relying on Canate in that. Position if Trent's going to be pushed into the midfield berth when when certainly when we've got the ball. Um the other the other guy that's um, St Just is another name that's been mentioned. Now he's absolutely seen that video where the centre back runs about 80 yards and goes past everybody, including the forward, takes the ball off him. Well, that's him. He's like an extra set missile. Um I'm not I don't know enough about Julian Timber to to sort of sit here and say he is the answer. It's not cheap. Um by any stretch of the imagination to get him. There might be slightly cheaper options out there if it's not a starter. But that would worry me as well because I think the drop-off between Kanate and Van Dyke to Gomez and Matic this season, albeit Matic was particularly good in his last game, but you can't say that of him across the season. I think the drop-off is huge and I think we need to bridge that gap between the two. So when when one of those two can't play, um, then, then there's, a, there's, a, there's an option. And the logical thing would be to buy a left-sided centre-back. My only issue with that is you then become you put him in there, you move Van Dijk across one if you want to. I still have concerns about what the future looks like for Andy Robertson if you go and buy a left-sided centre-back because either he grows into that role or we buy a centre-back and he does something different. What does he do that's different? I think phase two of this system would see when it's down the left-hand side, him still bombing forward and Trent being a little bit more economical and sitting back a bit. And we're still a three, but we do it to shape down the other side. Um, the obvious benefits of, of, of doing it with Trent straight away was what we've seen this season so far. So my only concern with who we recruit recruited a centre-back is, are we starting to look at an evolution of the side where we do what we do with Trent because of how good he is in midfield, but we're not convinced we can do the same on the left-hand side? Where does that leave Andy Robertson?
2: Ev, what's your thoughts on jurian on Timber links? Um, I haven't sort of got any information in terms of we're buying him or we're getting him, but I know we're very much interested in him. Does he appeal to you in terms of player profile? Do you know much about him? From what we can see here, he mainly plays as a centre-back. He has played at right-back. Um, just thoughts?
0: Uh not a guy who can play into play in midfield. As uh, people seem to think, he can transition into defensive midfield. If he if he if he can, it would be something he did for the first time at Liverpool. It's not something he's really done for uh, Ajax or Netherlands to a great extent or to great success. Um, I'm I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, a lot of people are are a uh, uh, heightist. You know, he's too short. You know, he's not six foot. He, can, he can't play center back in the Premier League uh, highest is the term. I think Rob Gutman came up with on the infield route because Neil Atkinson just wasn't really feeling his height when they were talking about the player. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent about him to, to the people who really think he's rubbish. I don't agree with that. And to the people who think he would be the ideal center back signing this summer for us. I don't really agree with that either. I think You know, he's currently valued at, you know, 42 million euros on transfer market. I just, I I think he'll, he'd end up being more expensive than that. And I think there are, there are center backs who are a little, a little more well-established, a little little more of a better fit for what we're trying to do. Um, To be honest, I'm not quite in the camp of yet, at least of Robertson can't play left center back in this system. Obviously the signs haven't been great. I think he switched off and allowed runners in behind and kept players on side pressured when he shouldn't have stood off when he should have pressured. It hasn't looked like a natural fit for him yet, but just based on what we know about Jurgen Klopp, I think he's going to say, okay, well, it's what three, four games. It's not big enough of a sample size to warrant me going and spending a lot of money on a left-sided center back specifically because Andrew Robertson, one of my most trusted generals, has had a patchy start in this new system. I think Klopp's going to think that he can trust uh, a now veteran head like Andrew Robertson to find himself in this new system. Again, guys, that's not my opinion. That's me trying to stay realistic and think about how Jurgen Klopp thinks about the situation. That being said, I do think we will sign a center back this summer, not because of anything to do with needing a left-sided one or anything to do with Andrew Robertson. I do think it's just because I don't think both Gomez and Matip will be Liverpool players at the end of the summer. I think one of them is leaving. It's just sort of a gut feeling I have. Um, It's just, it's, it's time for one of them to go. Uh, I can see arguments for both. Um, I think Gomez in particular, this season has looked pretty poor. Um, And It used to be Gomez, like, his big upside was his athleticism. Like, there was nobody faster in the league than him, and he was so strong. But now I would say that, you know, Canate has come in, and he's also that physical freak as well, while simultaneously being taller and better in the air than Joe Gomez. Um, So I I think what Gomez used to, his X factor over the other center backs in the squad, it's no longer exclusive to him. Um, So I'm kind of with Steve. I think you should go out and look for someone kind of like, Ibu Kanate, um, but for I think Timber could end up costing in the region of fifty to sixty million pounds, and I'm not really trying to spend that on a centre back this summer. I think there are cheaper, more established options. I would definitely be looking at Belikovchak from Southampton, who just got relegated. Um, I would definitely be taking a look at Evan and Zika on a free transfer. You know, free transfers are always great, even if it's not the perfect profile. Um, yeah, not not enormously uh, turned on to the idea of. Jury Timber this summer, Chris Conroy Evans
2: not turned on. Pause, uh, but by, by I'm not, doesn't, no, doesn't get the know. blood flowing. No, no, exactly, fair enough. I just stated, I just repeated what you said. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, stating the fact, stating the fact. Uh, I personally don't think he will be anything in the region of 50 60 million. I think we're looking at uh trying to acquire him for around the 30 million mark whether we're successful or not, obviously we don't know. Um, And I think that's the kind of ballpark figure that we're looking for a centre-back in terms of how much we're willing to pay. We know we work with restrictions in terms of finances. Um, So taking all that into consideration, Conroy, is he he one that appeals to you? I'm pretty much with, with Evan. He doesn't appeal to me. Wouldn't be my choice. Not the massive, massive fan, but we know especially with our recent acquisitions. Let's look at the trends here, guys. Players of the same nationality or the same nation bigging up their players, sort of seducing them, saying, come to Liverpool, we have a good understanding, whatever, Gakpo, de Van Dijk. Van Dijk spoken about him very highly as well. I think this may have legs, uh, but I'm not sure if, if he's the one for me personally.
4: Yeah, no, it's it's like it's like you know someone who works at a place so they're getting it cost price. That's equivalent to what Liverpool Liverpool in general are doing with their Dutch players right now, trying mm-hmm. to put a good word in to get a few mm-hmm. million off the, the top price. It seems to be the way. Um, this one's a weird one for me. Um, I feel like if you look into I've done a bit of research before we came on. So, and Evan mentioned the height thing. I'm not totally against that. I think you've seen other players, you know, like obviously the last centre back to win a Ballon d'Or was five foot eight. What I would say though is there's a lot of criticism towards it or concerns about Martinez, but I think Martinez has always had a pretty high aerial duel win. I think it was 85%. Like Martinez for a smaller pair centre back does actually win quite a lot of duels. Timbers, I think it's 48%. And our centre-backs who even come in at the start, she's usually about 65%. So we're, I think straight away, if you're you're buying them in, that's an area of concern that other teams are going to identify. You can like that or hate it, uh, but that's the way football works. People look to weaknesses of the team. Now, I think Martinez has proved himself this season, but again, different players, different areas. And I think this one for me would kind of be hamstringing us with the signing, which I I feel like, as Evan and Calve said, there's other options out there. So I don't know why this one's grown so much legs, to be perfectly honest. I feel like there's... I wish wish he
2: grew some legs. I didn't mean that. I didn't even mean that.
4: It would make our (laughs) mind up But, But But when I look at someone like that, obviously his passing's excellent. To be honest, if you were a Man City and you were trying to use the way they, they bought John Stones in and tried to, like, you know, the way he's evolved over the last couple of years to use him in, like, a free 2 2 three formation they do now. Like, I'd get that, but we've never really been like that. All our centre-backs we usually buy, they have to be able to be good in the air, obviously be good on the ball as well. I'm not disputing that. But in the Premier League, a lot of the time you're going to have to have that ability as well and enough ability so it's not, a, you know, identify weakness all the time. And when I've looked into him, I just feel like there's just too much of a area that could be exploited there. Also, yeah, that's, so that's from my, my initial concerns. What I would say, he is young. So if we're talking about buying someone for the future and you can maybe get it 20 to 30 mil, 25 to 30 mil, I get it. But I, I don't know, Chris, I tend to feel that this player, it may end up costing maybe, what, 35 to 40 mil, we we could use those funds on, as you mentioned, Evan mentioned, and or Bella Kocchup, you're probably going to get him for a a lot cheaper, and I feel like he probably models the type of centre-back we use, get him in athletic, you know, quite fast, and then build his game around that instead of doing it with Timber. That, that's just my initial thoughts. Quite happy to be proved wrong because maybe Klopp's thinking is we need someone who's good on the ball straight away because we've not got enough control. But then again, you've basically changed your system to Occupy Trent to do that. So it's a bit like, yeah, there's too many things that, there's too many red flags where I feel like another signing would be better. And I agree with the guys. I just feel like this is, this would be like a fifth choice option. So I'm a bit surprised as you know, the rumours right now, but we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, look, I, I I echo those sentiments. I I echo the doubts possibly. And by the way, we love we all love being wrong, if it's for the betterment of Liverpool. There's no better feeling than saying, "Oh, we were wrong," and Liverpool have smashed it with this purchase, and they've done it so many times. Um, but we, let's see, let's see. It's one to keep an eye on. I think I don't think, anything's advanced or anything like that. But it's we're, we 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 active. And we need to be active, guys. We know, we know, we need to be active. Jurgen Klopp has asked for recruits to be to be brought in before the preseason. Steve, when do we go away? Is it end
3: of June? I think so. Yeah, I'm not I'm not off top of my head, man. I Couldn't tell you, but I think it is then.
2: It's around end of June. If someone in the chat could quickly, quickly check up on that, I think we go away before end of June. So therefore, I'm very, very, or fairly confident that we get. at least least half, if not three quarters of our business done in the first couple of weeks after the season. That's how confident I am that we will be active. We will be quick. Um, Whether we like the players, whether there are preferences, we know how it works. This is fandom. This is how it is. Not all of us are going to agree on the players that we bring in and whatnot, but we all know we do need recruits. We do and we have to at the moment we at the moment we've got no choice but to trust Klopp and his recruitment and his new fairly new setup everyone's is it fair to say guys everyone's starting from a fresh slate new footballing or sporting director Jurgen Klopp because let's let's very quickly guys have a quick think ahead and look ahead to possibly Possibly a starting lineup on the opening day, and how much of a difference it will be from the title-winning, the Champions League-winning Liverpool. So we're assuming Allison's still there. We're we're assuming for now, Trent and Robertson are there. Konate is fairly new. Virgil's new. After that, guys. After that, it could possibly only be Mohamed Salah, who's from that league-winning season. Am I right, or have I missed out anyone?
0: No, that's that's that sounds about right to me. Um, I, I think with all due respect and, you know, this is not any sort of overly targeted hater criticism. I, I don't think just based on performances, Henderson, Fabinho have done enough this season to say that they should be in the first 11 uh, next season. Um, that would That is quite a radical change in terms of system and personnel. But, yeah, I, I do think if we're just trying to re reinvent ourselves, then. If you look past the defence, it really just is only Salah, you know. Um, I think uh, some other young midfielders already in the squad have, have pushed Fabinho and Henderson for their starting roles. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all.
2: Um, go on, you uh, was going to say something. i was just going to give hello. He's been, he's been spamming the chat, absolutely. I've even blocked him for five minutes to see if he calmed down. He's some incessant... I was going to call him an animal, that would be rude but you're so incessant, hello. I've blocked you for five minutes. You've come back and you've just carried on. <laughs> update, update. No. I believe Graven Birch is of interest. I believe we've made a bid for Graven Birch. Um, it's been refused by uh, uh, Bayern at the moment, and I definitely think if there's a deal to be made if we so choose to do so. But I think we're evaluating if he's the guy that we really want. Uh, sorry, Cav. I
1: was just going to say, Curtis Jones was uh, in that in that title winning team but. yeah
2: but sort of <laughs> i know what you mean yeah valid point but he's but he's more i'd say he'd he'd be more known as part of the liverpool 2.0 as opposed to that one where he played a minimal part i think it's fair to say
1: yeah 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 i'm with you on but just so i'll ask you a question gris with the teams that are going down do you think there's any quality in them squads that we could maybe look at we've Always. done it before we've got got some of our best
2: players we've got some of the legends of legends from teams that have gone down or teams that are down there, namely well, Southampton are going down, we already know Sadio Mane and Virgil van Dijk, the best gifts that they could ever have given us, big up Southampton every time for that, and of course we know Hull City gave us Robertson, we know Newcastle gave us Ginny Wijnaldum Stoke to a lesser degree gave us Shaq, you know what I mean But, but, you know, there is shouts to be made, um Currently, we'll probably do a show on relegation sides, transfer targets, so we'll save that. By the way, a small plug, I have got the wonderful We Talk Ajax. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to have from there, but maybe a couple a couple of guys from We Talk Ajax for all things Graven Birch and Timber. I know Graven Birch is not at Ajax before you say, oh my God, blunder, howler, no. But they God, will have blood, blood yeah, yeah, they will have they will have uh, insight into Graven Birch, the player, the profile, the, the character. So keep an eye on my socials and on the on the on the community page. I'll I'm not sure what time I've scheduled that show for, but I'll have uh, some esteemed panelists from We Talk Ajax. Um, but of course, the other names that are linked, I think McAllister. I think we're all in agreement. Would be a wonderful acquisition to the to the team, to the squad, to the player. Um, if if anyone has any other doubts, speak now or forever keep silent. I guess, McAllister. I, 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 I think. I think. I think the one that really divides opinion and it may divide us. We may not be friends after this end segment. I think the one made to divide us and divide the fan base is Mason Mount. I for one, I for one. I'm a f- fan of Mason Mount. And I believe if he leaves Chelsea, I believe he will end up at Liverpool. Um, and I think he will be a, a very, very good addition to this Liverpool team, especially under Jürgen Klopp. That's me out of the way. You guys, Mason Mount, before
0: we go.
3: I agree with you completely. I,
0: I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's the the, the only polarising thing about the the Mountland Grizz is just the quoted price. People have different... Uh, opinions on on how high they would go. I, I see less debate over whether he's good enough to play for us, and more just debate over how much how much are you willing to pay. I think there's actually far more polarizing targets in uh, discussion right now.
3: Conroy, uh, seventy million though, is he? he's never going to be that seventy million. No, no. I think, I think let's let's just of...
2: let's just let's just say if I if I throw a ballpark figure at you, you? we we end up negotiating a deal for around fifty million. Conroy Mason Mount.
4: See, the, I like Mason Mount, Grizz, and I've got to be honest, he's not in his greatest season, but I, I think with someone like in a Klopp system as well, I think he could shine. He's got all the stuff he loves. I think he, he has got a, a creative side. What I would say is, if we were going to continue to play the system as well. You've seen with Henderson in the last couple, maybe last five games, that you do tend to go quite wide at times, and that's something Mason Mount is quite good at as well. So even as a, a, a starting as an eight and then moving over to the right wing during during attacks or during phases, he's good there. So for me, I think this would be a good signing. He's obviously young as well. I, I just I think his ceiling could surprise people, and um, so I, I would take him. Um, as you can see
2: by my highlighting of messages. Uh, is it fair to say a mixed response to Mason Mount? Kev, what are you saying about yeah. Mason Mount? Around 50 million?
1: I think the chat are leaning towards uh, a no. I don't think they like that idea. Um, I, with Mount, 50 million sounds a lot, to be honest, because it doesn't take too much more to get um, a very, very good pre- proven player in McAllister uh, or a Casado or what have you. I certainly wouldn't like him to be our top top bye but he's great as a second guy because I like the player I'm trying to look beyond the season which obviously hasn't been good for him you know he um I think he's I think he's a good player we can talk about all his attributes but I think all round he would benefit our squad in some respect. I think it's a deal I'd like Liverpool to say here's what we're gonna offer it's in early take it or leave it and do and just make a decision. Don't keep going back and forth don't keep negotiating. Here's a Chelsea lad. And his leave, if he wants to leave, if the rumours are true, it's because of all of the sort of comings and goings at Chelsea, because of the manager's sort of uncertainty, and whether he get minutes and this and that. He might want a, a new environment and a new team to play for. If that's the case, show him the grass is greener and let and give him a deadline and say, yo, come come uh, middle of June. If you don't say, I know it's not down to him. It almost forced the issue and go. We'll look elsewhere if this ain't going to happen. So I don't want to see you start racking up price and whatever to get the player. I don't think he's good enough for that. To be honest, Set Haley, your own price yeah, price yeah, I
0: gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm, I'm so surprised again. Like I gotta reiterate, if people are balking at you know the price going past a certain point and they think that's that's silly and we're not getting a good deal. Totally understand that. That's super subjective, but I mean. This is a guy who not not too long ago was man of the match in a Champions League final. Like it's not, you shouldn't be judging him based off of Chelsea's dysfunctionality. Like as a player, he hit. He was like not too long ago the stocks were very high. Well, the
1: point I make. I, I mean,
0: you've got to use his situation
1: against him. Is what I'm saying. I, oh, you mean no, for the no, deal? I, I, yeah, 100%.
0: yeah. 100%. Because 100%, for, for a deal for no Cav, I gotta agree with you. For fifty, if you said fifty million. I'm pausing because that doesn't feel to me like we did a good deal for ourselves. You know what I mean? I, my, my thoughts as a player are less important. Just, just looking at the numbers, I'm, I'm feeling less and less like it's a good deal if it's anything north of 45, if I'm being quite honest.
2: Kalen, Kalen says, just a more technical Henderson. That's the to My God, if he, turns out to be, to if he turns out to be uh, as successful as Henderson has been in the last five years and is more technical win win. I don't know if that was meant to mock him. Is that an echo again? Oh god. Is there an echo? No. Who is it? Let me work it out. Yeah, it's Steve. It was Steve. Um but yeah. I, I mean yeah you're right. I, I think um I think it's all about the price. I think it's all about the price and I think if we can get him in the region of that um 40 million then that would be a good deal. Um, but yeah, I agree with Cav. We've got to use the situation to our advantage and kind of corner them um, because they do. We know they need to get rid. We need. We know they need to sell. I think it would be a very good signing. But of course, let's see. Bang average at 50 million. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, a lot of people comparing him to the Ox signing. Do you remember when we bought Ox from Arsenal in a similar type situation? Yeah. Um, good comparison, that. Yeah, that is a good comparison, absolutely. Um So, let's see how it goes. Uh, guys, was there anything else that I've forgotten or spoken about?
4: Oh, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think just wanted to say, Grizz, as well, Um just on, on the show, just, just, just on the show about the relegation, I think that would be quite um, quite a good show. Like this, as Cav mentioned, you mentioned it, I think that'd be quite a good show to get to the end of the season once it's confirmed with relegation because a lot of people in the chat have got some mixed opinions on that as well. Regarding well, You mean the, buying players? You mean from relegation? From relegation. I think that'll be a top show as well. So I think the chat just responds to certain names that got bandied about there, like a James Ward prowse There seems to be a bit of divided opinion on a few of, of those players. So I think that'd be quite a, a great show as well.
2: It's absolutely normal. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be um, mad. In terms of you know variety of opinions on sort of the players that we're linked with that we end up going, but listen, we'll address it accordingly. Um, Cavs just reminded the director of football chat. Um, I think we're going to do another show on that in midweek um, because I think we're going to get an update uh, from the club on that, so we'll have clarity. Um, hoping, hoping, I've got a very, 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 very special guest on a show lined up this week, um, or will be revealed very very special guest so hopefully he'll be able to bring us more clarity on the director of football situation whether it's a three-month deal or three-year deal nobody really really knows but i think we'll have more clarity from the club this week um guys it's been a wonderful wonderful show i really enjoyed it man thank you for having me back uh, thank you for hosting in, in while I've been away. I know Cav's been hosting. Conroy's been hosting. Uh, uh, and Steve's been holding up the fort, guys. Evan, of course, and Keith as well. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. We're on the road to 30K, guys. I'm trying to get there before the start of the season. I'm very confident we will get there. Uh, but if you haven't liked or subscribed, do so. Uh, on the way out, hit the likes, guys. Um, and, yeah, this has been Redfellas on a Sunday night. Um Enjoyed your company. Enjoyed these guys' company. The chat's been popping. Have I, Oh, I beg your pardon. I've missed a super chat. Yo, what's good? Our very own Yo, what's good? Uh, Liverpool, man. Where have you been, man? Like, when we're good, you don't come around. So I can't say Liverpool when you ask me Yo, what's good? You always seem to be in the chat when we're bad. So I can't answer you with Liverpool. <laughs> Does club not want to six? Barely any links to six. Um, no one really knows, guys. I guess it's the decision to be made if not already probably made. And only time will tell now. There is links to a six now. There is links to Lavia. There's links to Agate. How strong? As I said, I haven't heard anything on Lavia myself. That doesn't mean there's no links to him. Hopefully there is. Agate, again, myself, I haven't heard anything on Agate. Hope there is because he would really, really do well. I believe in the Premier League. Evan brilliantly described him as the marauding disruptor am i right have i remembered right
0: yeah 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 yeah. Ro- roaming marauding same thing
2: oh sorry thing. roaming dis- roaming disruptor so um, hopefully we we do get hold of uh, uh agate um but as i said let's wait and see it won't be long now before we will find out. Good show again, people. Everyone is saying thank you very much for the comments, for the likes. Smash it all. Do what you gotta do. We'll be back with loads of shows during the week. And of course, Red Fellas will be back. Good luck, Liverpool, tomorrow. We need you. We need you to take this into the that last take that you know that table we predicted. Yeah. Come on. We've got to make that work. That'll be amazing. Peace.
4: Podcast Network.